You're listening to the voice of Howard Stern. Hello, you rotten little bloodsucker. This is Alice Cooper. Hey, this is Justin from NSYNC. This is Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, hey, baby. Hellers the king. Oh. Hi, this is Jack. Just back up from the border for a short visit. You know what I'm talking about, pal? Hi there and welcome to another edition of The Horse's Mouth. You're in The Horse's Mouth and my name is John Teague. Well, welcome. Welcome wherever you are, whoever you are out there in um, in the universe, on this ball, flying through space. Spam. Get some perspective. What the fuck is going on? Can you touch your tongue with your nose? <laughs> Can you touch your nose with your tongue? Fuck. Um, and you, I'll give you some context on this. So, um, so uh, in this chat, uh, I was fortunate enough to have Tony Ray come over to my house. And for those of you that don't know who Tony Ray is, um, Tony Ray is uh, is a hellman. Um, he would never. Uh, he, <laughs> he wouldn't describe himself as a hellman, but he he's a fucking hellman, he, he, and he's a very unassuming hellman. Um, he he's definitely has a reputation for having it, uh, keeping things on the DL on the down low. Um, nonetheless, for those who know who Tony Ray is, um, his uh, reputation speaks for him for itself. Um, so it needs no introduction. But for those of you who don't, he was a pro surfer um, in the 80s and early 90s, who then moved into the big wave realm and is still uh, still a big wave surfer and just a surfer. He's just a surfer. He loves the ocean. He's a great fisherman. Um, great dude. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Touch your tongue with your nose. I say this because um, whenever I have someone on the show, uh, the show, it feels weird when I call it the show, uh, um, I make notes. I have a few notes and um, so I can fall back onto you know questions, things that I would like to know. And if they don't come up in conversation, I can go back to them at the end. Um, anyway, I got to the end of the conversation with Tony <laughs> and I turned my notes over. And I sort of caught him looking down as we we're just chatting. The microphones were off, and um, and on the back of my notes it just says, "Touch your tongue with your nose." Uh, and I think I meant to write, "Touch your nose with your tongue." But nonetheless, I saw him look at it, and then I looked at it, and I thought, "Oh my god, that's such a fucking random thing to have just written on the back of note." <laughs> Oh, I feel quite embarrassed. Um, but anyway, look, I wrote that down before I started the notes. I remember I had to explain it to Tony because um, is that a thing? And we had this discussion. I think it still is a thing. But when I was a kid, I remember, can you touch your nose with your tongue? It was a really big deal. Can you do that shit? And I was like, do kids still do that? And I don't have kids, so I don't know what kids get up to. But um, I was thinking, maybe not. In my head, I thought well, maybe they're not. Maybe they're like kids are now have so much entertainment, TVs, phones, you know, so much stimuli around that they don't need to fucking touch their fucking nose with their tongue. You know, that shit's archaic. Or maybe it's not. But that's why it's written there. I hope you enjoy my chat with Tony Ray. I really um, enjoyed having him around. Um, the guy uh, is next level. And... Um, 
Tony, if you're listening, thanks so much for coming on. You think this is, is interesting? Wow. Wait till you hear two hours of crap. A complete and total barfarama. No, no, we moved to. Um, so that was probably other early memories I had was when we were going on um, family holidays. We would go to the Gold Coast. Yeah, and I do remember those, and I remember because you know it's exciting when you're a kid. Like we'd do road trips up there with my father's parents and my mum and dad, convoy it up. Yeah, um, and we'd always stay at Tugan. Funny enough. Like on the beach there. Yeah. It was a tiny little place then, Tugan, compared to what it is now, even the Gold Coast. But um, those are also memories. But we would go there during uh, whatever, because my dad was a teacher holidays, and he was a surfer, and uh, that was proto-wetsuits, pre-wetsuits almost. You know, that's sort of late 60s. Um, He just went, oh, this place is amazing. I can serve in that wetsuit all year round. So he decided we just shut up shop down here. And when I was, would have been 1970, so I was like five, we uh, moved up there. And you can remember, so you remember that zone being five? Uh, I, I remember before that, I do remember the holidays we had up there. So I would have been three, four, three and four. Fuck, isn't it crazy and what you can remember? Up there, yeah. But it's always those exciting things, you know, like... Um, it was really fun. I just remember we'd go up there. It was really fun. And we'd just be at the beach all day. And um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the beach and the ocean because it's the same down here. I really, the things I remember were being at the beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing same. on my dad's surfboard in the Aries Inlet Lagoon there. Yeah. Um, just paddling his board around or standing up on it, pretending I was surfing, you know, in still water. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So, um, did your old man, like, did he help guide you into the ocean? Uh, or did he leave you guys just to go and get into it? No, they, they, he just went surfing or whatever and because um, my mum was always at the beach. Any, or like, we lived on the beachfront when we moved up there. We lived on the on literally on the beachfront at Corumban there. Yeah. Um, so we were just, like, always at the beach until I went started going to school. And, um, and then, you know... He was always going surfing and the whole family would go wherever we'd go. So I was just always in the water. Me and my, and my brother were always just in the water at the beach. Um, and was the move up there because it was just too cold here in the winters and it was nicer and more user-friendly to surf more or was it career or...? Uh, it, I think it was all lifestyle, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was all lifestyle. It was just way, you know, he was a surfer. It was like, yep, warm water. Perfect point breaks. Um, this is yeah, it's too harsh down here, so it was a lot to do with that. And so you went to school in Queensland. Yep, primary school up to year twelve. Oh wow, and all I, the way I, through. Yeah, so all the way. So basically, yeah, I I grew up in Queensland. Mm. Um, I was born down here, but I grew up in Queensland. Uh, and then we moved back here, and I did year twelve here. So I'm kind of like. <laughs> anywhere <laughs> people ask where I'm from I'm like yeah, I'm not really from anywhere but yeah. it's been that long since I've been here so yeah I'm from here yeah yeah. Um, but yeah I definitely my formative years were I'm, I'm sort of a Queenslander at heart too because I just you know that's where I grew up yeah like just yeah most of my school was done there and so how was primary school for you? Were you did you get into school did you think um, I actually liked school when I was 
yeah, I like school all the way through. Um, I mean, not so much in high school as like, yeah, I tolerated it, but I, I always saw it for what it was, was like, hey, this is probably better than working and it's not that bad. I went um, school up there the back then, like primary school was barefoot. People don't believe it and I go, check out the photos and, the, you know, you'll see on Facebook and stuff, um, cool and go to Cosmic, to Crumman Primary School and cool and go to Primary School and you see all the school photos and there's like, you know, 30 kids in the class and um, 25 of them are barefoot and the other ones, like, you know, that was kind of like the geeks would wear shoes, you know. <laughs> Instead of being on computers, it's like the ones that wear shoes, they're the geeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 25 for the whole school or just per class? No, no, in the class, yeah, you know, yeah. the class photo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in primary school, had you got a taste for surfing? Uh, yep. So oh, I started... I started surfing, can't really remember, but my dad bought me a a hardboard. I was always on surf mats and foamies from yeah. when I can remember. Uh, and then dad bought me for Christmas and my birthday uh, a fiberglass board and I must have been about nine, I reckon, or ten maybe, maybe earlier primary school yeah and then i'd surf a bit like i'd have fads of like surfing a lot and then i wouldn't do it and i'd be into fishing or whatever because we lived on crumman creek yeah so i'd be just mixing it all up and we my dad bought he had a, a yacht so we'd go sailing a lot and i was into you know we'd be going up on the um, whitsunday islands and up the capricorn group from the, the Goldie up all the way up through. No, there. no, it was a trailer sailor. So oh, we okay, drive yeah. up to Bundaberg and sail yeah. out. Yeah. It's 40K. So, you know, you just sort of sail out. So you'd overnight, you'd sort of overnight it, you'd get there in the morning um, and just diving and fishing. And What an incredible um, um, upbringing. Yeah. So, so then when I really started surfing, I remember it was pretty clear when I moved. Um, we moved to Kira from Kurumban and so I went to Coolangatta Primary, which is where my dad was teaching. Um, and of course, because it was at Kira, like at Kurumban, there was no other kids surfing that I remember. Yeah. Um, but when I got there, there was a whole bunch of kids that surfed and it was, they're kind of rat bags. Like it was the wrong side of the tracks at Kira at the time. Yeah. Like it was, but they all surfed. So, uh, and all my friends surfed. So I just really got into it at that. So it was one of those peer things, but I already liked it. And, but cause I was living right at Kira on the beach practically. And, and then everyone else was into it. I really, and I was at that age, it was like 11, 12 then. So that's when I really, so it was grade six. So I was like 11. Yeah. And I really, that's when I really got into it. And like from then on just was obsessed. So who was um like, who did you mentor? Who was look, who, who did you look up to? Better, better question. Uh, so. um, Was rabbit flaring then? Or? Yeah, but he was never there. I'd, that you'd, pretty rare you'd see him there was more guys like um wayne dean even i'd see mp like surfing back then like he, he was pretty much at the end of his heyday like yeah. that was when he was starting to go off the rails but he was still surfing really well so i, I do remember seeing him a little bit but it was more guys like wayne dean um is that dingo's old man dean no 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 no, that, no, no i'm thinking morrison yeah it's no. i know who uh dean morrison it, i was thinking it is of. yeah but there's there's uh is that his son's actually a really good surfer? There was an article I can't remember his name, Wayne Dean's son. 
Right, okay. Um, you might be thinking of him because there was... Who am I thinking of? When, it, when Wayne died, which was last year, he died recently, uh, there, there, was some article, there was an article on his son, but he's actually a really good surfer in his own right. Yeah. Oh, did, man, did I can't remember his name. make a career, Robert, you know, or just, just oh, a he's, good surfer? He's probably at the start of that. He's, um, oh, he's, young, he's young. only about, I think he's about 18 or 20 or something, maybe. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, or maybe a bit older, but yeah, he's like, he's young. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, you're looking up to those guys and who were your peers? Who were your... Uh, so, uh, let's see. Sean Riley, Kevin Sharman. I don't know if you know any of these guys. Sean but Riley? Isn't yeah. he a Hawaiian charger? No, 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 no. No, you're thinking of Sean Briley. Sean Briley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Sean Riley's yeah. uh, nickname Reg... If you ask any Gold Coast surfer, yeah, yeah, probably over the age of thirty, they'll be like, they know who Reg is. Yeah. Um, guy named Robbie Cohen. Um, this guy named Lyndon Terrell, Chico, and he was an Aboriginal guy, and he just ripped, man. He was like better than all of us. He could switch foot surf, you know, just as well both ways. He was amazing, actually. I really, really liked the way he surfed. But yeah, him, um, Lyndon. Yeah, Chico. Chico. His name was Chico. Okay. Yeah, everyone knew him as Chico. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, Lyndon Terrell, his name. That's That was his full name. Um, so, yeah, they were all at our school. Um, and was there a board Even Darren writers? Handley. Darren Handley went to our... He was a year or two older. I think he was a year older. So, he was in the year above, but he was at that school too. And he was just surfing back then, wasn't yeah. shaving or anything? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he was... Yeah. Well, this is when we were 12. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Um, all right, that's good. <laughs> so, was there a board riders? Or yeah, Kira to, board riders. So yeah. when I when I moved there, so um, Kira board riders, um, they kind of they the guys there because oh, they're always surfing Kira. So I was a surfing Kira or D bar, and they were they kind of got to know who I was and asked me to join the club because they you know it was like obviously there was hardly any young guys then surfing good so yeah it was this whole thing between snapper and kira board riders and like snapper wanted all the young kids but i was like i live at kira i want to be in kira board riders so yeah i went there but they were kind of always sort of the the premier club yeah um they they had most of the good surfers sort of join them so once this had happened you'd like fall in love with it you've kira you're in the board riders. Was it like pretty much tunnel vision or did you have any outside other interests? Like were you into, uh, you know, was there ever like another sport or? No. Um, I I looked, I was playing at that same time when all this was going on at, at Coolangatta Primary School. And by the way, I don't know if you know where the old Coolangatta Primary School is, but it's on the point on top of the, the hill at Kira. So at lunchtime you could watch Kira all day long because back then it broke a lot more. I mean, the sand was obviously all different because that was pre-sand pumping. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it was an amazing spot actually. It's still there, I think, but I don't know what it's used for now because they moved the school. Fuck, you uh, would get nothing done. Back to the back of Kira. Um, yeah, you could see who was wagging. <laughs> it was like it was always Chico. Actually, it was Lyndon yeah. Treb. Like, oh, Chico, Chico's not at school. There he is, yeah. <laughs> bastard. Yeah, we'd all be watching all like all lunchtime. You're just watching 
Uh, and and then my dad would be like having a lunchtime surf. And like, oh, it's Mr. Ray. <laughs> yeah. How good. So it was a pretty good time to grow up there. Um, and then when I got to high school, like Palm Beach Crumman High School, it was it was all kind of surf culture there too. And like, you know, for sport, I'd go surfing. Yeah. <laughs> and surfing for sport was, wasn't organized. It was like everybody go down to Crumman Alley and surf and like there'd be one teacher there like probably sunning himself on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Just like doing the roll call at the start and yeah. then when everyone comes in check make sure no one's drowned still got that um, yeah 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 it was pretty good and um and so at this point did you ever perceive that it could could be a career um or was like there's pressure to be like get a fucking education and a job uh well that's all i really wanted to do so i remember i used to look through uh, every surfer magazine I keep my hand on. I used to go to the the Coolangatta Library because they had a huge, a huge body of surfing magazines in the library. So I, I couldn't afford to buy every one. So I'd go. I'd run out of money and I couldn't buy any more. I'd go down there. But I, I always remember that what I'd always look at was, it was always photos of Hawaii or like the really big waves, and I'd always be looking at them, going, "Oh, that's all I want to do. I just want to do that." And I'd remember looking at the, where the guys surfing it at the time, and I'd be like. I want to be not where he is. I want to be back there. Like, you know, I just had, I was always visualizing where I wanted to be on those. It was always stills. And then, and my dad would always take me to, you know, there'd be like surf movies come out. He'd always take me to be like some local library or something. They'd do their little, yeah, you know, yeah. on film, like film it half burn out halfway through or something. You know, it was, it was that it was like, you know, there'd be like a hundred people there all frothing to see the latest just tubular into- swells or whatever it was. It yeah. was all that. So I used to see all that and that was just mind-blowing. I was like, wow, you know, just amazing waves. You know, I'd just be used to watching stills and seeing that. It was like, I don't know, it just really got my imagination going. That I was really, really made me want to do that. And I was, everyone had asked me what I wanted to do for like when I, you know, they always asked, what do you want to do when you leave school? I'd be like, I knew I wanted to surf, but I wouldn't ever tell them because I knew it would be like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, so yeah. I just say, well, I don't know, but I did know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but And did, so you said that specifically you kept looking at the big waves. Yeah, I was always drawn to looking at, yeah, I was always drawn to the big waves going, oh, God, I want to do that. So, but you were surfing probably the perfect points. Yeah, I was surfing. But um, Kira, Durambar, Beach Breaks at Crumbin, Crumbin Alley. But you're looking at these pictures, you know, and there's a difference between looking at big surf and being in big, big surf. Oh, yeah. And when did you realize that you kind of were like, fucking, I actually, this is my element? Um, or was that a progressive thing? It was just a progression because I, I, remember, I remember surfing when I, mean, I must have been like 11 or 12 and it was like, you know, three or maybe four foot waves. And I was just terrified, like, you know off the back you know when you're finally surfing in the green water and like it was hollow and it was like not terrified but like i'd be i was like how do you catch these things you're like yeah, i was yeah, too yeah. scared to take off and like my dad would be just you just do it just just go like and i'm like well that's easier said than done but you know then you get one or get a smaller one and just i don't know just a gradual progression and and then to the point where you know a few years later i just remembered like I was always like hanging for the biggest swells at Kira, like because Kira used to handle like eight foot. I guess it still does, but um, 
Yeah, it was just a natural progression from one step to the next to the next. It wasn't like a I wasn't obsessed by big waves ever. It was just like um it was more exciting to yeah, do yeah. that. Like it was you know, just but if the waves were, I didn't care if it was big or small, I just wanted good waves. Yeah, yeah. I was like always I just it was always about the quality more than the size, but you know, you get the size and the quality, that's it's yeah. even better. Yeah. <laughs> so You've got. We'll, we'll jump through and we'll say you've year eleven. You had to. You moved back here to do year twelve. Did you leave a sweetheart or anything behind on the Goldie that you didn't want to leave? Or? Uh yep, yeah, yeah. But I had a girlfriend at the time that I don't know, wasn't too heartbroken. It was like you know, <laughs> not gotta go. Yeah, yeah, gotta go. Well, moving with my family. Sorry, like that was. I was bummed. I didn't want to move down here. I was kind of bummed, but it was like yeah got down here after a while you just forget about all that shit and it was like oh, it's pretty good down here and then it was actually perfect timing because um as far as from a surfing goes because there's only a certain amount of size you get up there and it's, it's no good you know we remember you get huge cyclone swells and there's nowhere to surf it's like it's too big it just washes through yeah whereas down here like all of a sudden when it was eight foot or ten foot you could there was pumping waves you know so, sort of, I was ready to go that next level and it was perfect to come down here um, and the waves down here just really suited me. <clears throat> and so, did um, you've, you're in that zone from 18... Now, I know you got onto the WCT, you were on the CT. How long, many years were you on that for? Um, was it the CT then? It was, um, it was structured quite... I, I, w- I was on the tour when they did a transition from the um, was it well it was it was ASP back then yeah um, and what happened they, they they changed the structure of the tour but I was already doing it where there was a top 16 and then and then they made it a top there was a top 16 then there was a, a another 16 or 14 under that it was actually 14 so it was a top 30 um so the top 16 was seeded higher and then the other 14 was seeded below that and then there was a couple of wild card spots so that made 32 32 main event but all the um events there so the other 14 spots were filled by uh there was always a trials event but before each event so the the selection was you'd go you go to the trial. So everybody was on the same tour. The unseated surfers would all surf in a trials event. So that was what is the, you know, WQS. That, that was the qualifying tour, but it was they were always attached, yeah. right? So all the qualifying surfers for the rest of the events. It was actually a really good system. It sounds like it. Because it would it wasn't always the same guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and there was there was always the same core guys, but then there was another level of guys that would come in that were new every time. But they were sort of the same guys because, you know, of course the better guys would qualify more often. Yeah. Um, they should bring that back. Might be a bit more interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... um, it. I think what... Ha- well, why it's changed is because then there was probably... In those trials events, there was a core of probably 50 to 100 guys doing them on a global level. Yeah. So it was pretty much the same guys plus your local cohorts, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so they're another 50 or 100 of those. So those events in themselves would take three or four days to run yeah. or three days to run. 
Um, it's just got to the point now where you'd, you'd need, there'd be like 600 guys in that event. Yeah. You no, know what so, I mean? Yeah, so you would saturated. need you need some other seating system. You, you sort of need the QS even to select for that if you were doing it like that. But it's, it's interesting. You could do it that way. You could have a, a QS event for the trials events. So you have a bigger contingent of people. But I don't know. Then they would need longer to run all the events because those things were actually part of the, you know, like Bells would run for 10 days. Um, three or four days of that was the trials and the other three or four days was for the main event. Yeah. Yeah, no, with the saturation of yeah. numbers now. It's just the numbers. Yeah, yeah it's, an, it's the numbers are so huge that... I, and that's why that's why they changed the format. Um, that's one of the reasons why they changed the format. And that was what... And they, so they changed it while you were in it. Yeah. 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 And, and was and that, and was that made, late 90s? Uh, late 80s? Uh, so that was 90... The first year they did that was, was uh, the qualifying cutoff year for the top 44 uh when it became wct wqs was 91 yeah and i qualified in 91 uh, in that top 44 uh and then i surfed in the um wct 92 93 94 i think 95 i i didn't qualify and then i did i did a bit of the qs from after that but i just didn't i was like like the big wave thing, I was getting more, way more um, value for money from my career out of that. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to come back there. I was just going to jump back. So in the late 80s, when you were surfing in Pipeline and Hawaii, was in the Pipe Masters and stuff? That, so yep. that was for the qualifying events? So that was, yeah, all... Trials events, that would have been trials events right. for, for, for like to what get we just into, talked about yeah. to get into the main events. So yeah. they were all structured that way. Yeah. Pipeline, interesting enough, when I first started going to Hawaii, they took it off the tour and it became a specialty event for a few years that was invite only. So I was just there watching it. Yeah. But it always go on the other ones that any event I could go on. Actually, the first event I ever qualified for to get into that, into the main event, was Sunset. It was one of the Sunset contests, the so first how, year I went to Hawaii. How far out of school was this first trip to Hawaii? Uh, so I finished year 12 in 1983. Yeah. And went to Hawaii that that holidays. Bang, that, that, that was that, it. That December. I went straight there and yeah. did, did that, yeah. Now was that, did were you sent as a sponsored surfer or did you do it off your own? Just, I want to I wanna go. Uh, I, I, was, I did it off my own bat, but I did... Um, get sponsor support. So, um, who paid for my ticket? I think like Springer Surfboards, which was like Jeff Rowley's dad at the time. Yeah, paid might have paid for my ticket. Like it was pretty cool. Yeah, so a surfboard awesome. maker, a surf shop. Yeah, and um, Michael Anthony was making my boards. Um, and then I had uh, I was sponsored by. That was that was actually, I think that was still when Quicksilver and Rip Curl were kind of like one would make wetsuits and one was making apparel and you could have I think I'd had both of them for sponsors at the time. Yeah, Quicksilver and Rip Curls when Rip Curl rubber and Quicksilver apparel. So I got support off both of those guys, 
small sport, but like Quicksilver had all, you know, they had their, their team houses, so they put me up there, so I had accommodation taken care of. And um, Did that just blow your fucking mind? Oh, it was amazing, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm hit the big time now, I'm like a rock star. <laughs> I mean, I was just a kid going, wow, how, how awesome is this? Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I was there to surf, you know, I was like, this is just, or I I could see it like it was an amazing opportunity to just go to Hawaii and surf like I'd always dream. I was like, right, now I'm going to do what I always yeah. imagined I was going to do in those magazines when I was like 11. So yeah. the house was on the beach on the North Shore. Yeah. Overlooking. I was at Ka- Kaiki Beach. Kaiki Beach is like, there's no, no surf at Kiki Beach. It's like the world's biggest shore break. Okay. So it's like, you know, if you want to break your next body surfing, you go there. Yeah. Which we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Pretty cool spot, actually. It's just right on the beach, but it's sort of in between. Uh, if you look down about a K, uh, down to your right is um, log cabins and, um, yeah, log cabins. I'll just nod my head because I've never been to Hawaii. But. Yeah, and the other way, a couple of Ks would be Waimea Bay, so it's sort of like, in oh, between, you're in this it's like in, in between, yeah. It's, it's smack in between Waimea and say Rocky and Pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could walk to Pipe in about twenty minutes. And what? Um, so that was your first time there. What was your favourite wave on that trip? Like, what did you fall in love with in Hawaii there? Um. Oh, first time's kind of weird because you see all the photos and it just looks perfect like you see photos of perfect ways and i was just kind of like you first see pipe and off the wall and backdoor it's almost a letdown because it's like hang on a minute this is like a beach break that closes out and it's like a makeable you know it's like a complete reconfiguration of of the way i always you know after all the photos and seeing photos and magazines and obviously film of perfect waves you thought it was like that was sort of po- and growing up at Kira I thought they were points or reefs that were like perfectly formed but it was like that's more like D-bar <laughs> it's like you know what I mean it's like yeah so um, and they then can, sunset can, sunset compress. sunset was kind of how I imagined it um, I, I always had a thing for I really always liked sunset um, I liked it mainly because it was such a big playing field and you could always no matter how Pipe and that's just intense, even back then with the crowd, and especially on those real good days, like pretty aggro too. Back then, it was it was kind of nuts. Who but, was um, um, who had it on, on lockdown? Was it the low pit? Ah, uh, all the local, the local crew. Yeah, like um, but you know, there's everyone. Every man and his dog is all like the Californian contingent. I don't know, everyone. Um, it's a pretty heavy scene by the sound. Yeah, of and there was there were some gnarly locals back then too. You know, it was like. They were, you just didn't mess with them. No. Um, Did you, um, like, there's a lot of, you know, undercurrent stories of, um, who was the guy that was just being on the Billabong movies? Rodney Burns? Rodney Burns? Was that uh, Ronnie Burns. Ronnie Burns. Yeah. You ever come across him? Yeah, yeah. I knew Ronnie quite well. Because those guys, well, the fortunate thing was that the Quicksilver connection was pretty cool because those sort of heaviest guys they're all sponsored by Quicksilver they would come around and visit and like here's all the groms I'm like yeah here's like Mickey Nielsen and um, you know uh, Ronnie and um, oh man just uh, what was the other guy's name um, a couple of those all- guys, guys have died 
Um, anyway, yeah, like pre They'd all come and um, they they were like completely cool because, well, we we're Quicksilver team and they were like they're visiting and they were, they were sort of nice guys in their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like if they didn't like you, it's like. You yeah. wouldn't want a worse enemy, but if they liked you, you couldn't find a better friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it was all or nothing. So, I mean, yeah, and they're, they're not going to try to scare a little kid. <laughs> so I felt like I was like, I was like 18, 17, 18, but like, you know, back then I was sort of like a kid. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that that was actually a good opportunity to it. Just sort of it was a little bit more of an in in road to, not that. Not that I got any more waves anywhere because of it, but that's why I like Sunset. Sunset, you could go out there, big playing field. If you positioned yourself right, a guy can't burn you because it's a peak and you're sort of on it. And like, yeah, you know, like it's not like pipe where there's like five guys right next to you trying to compete for the same wave. Um, that was the other thing. I'd surf pipe. I'd never get a wave of pipe, but I could get waves of back door and off the wall because like there'd be less guys looking for those and I'd be like, those days no one else wanted the right, so I'd be going right. So I always like focused on those spots. So I was like really loved backdoor, really loved off the wall and Sunset Beach. They were the, the my main spots. And Heli Eva, I love that yeah, spot that, too. That's I hear a lot yeah. about that one. Yeah. yeah. And I used to like going there when it was big because no one would be there. It was it's a super heavy wave, especially it was ten foot, like yeah, it's the worst place in the world to get caught inside. <laughs> What is it? Is there um? Is that the footage you've seen of Margot? Like I reckon it's fifteen years old now. It's on Christmas Day, I think. And is it Helieva? And he's on a big board, just oh, maybe I don't. I not yeah. can't remember the footage that anyway. you're talking about. But. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, and that that wave's amazing because even when it's big, it's it's a performance wave. Like yeah, so it probably was like you can just do really big turns out there. Yeah. Um, and so in that era, you went to Hawaii. Did you do any other awesome trips? Like, um, or would you do Hawaii, come home, like just to get? Well, I was going to school, so I did that, and then I, I um, I went to uni, so I went to Deakin for the, that year, so nineteen eighty four. What did you study? Uh, I studied computer science, computer programming, and physics. So sort of like science subjects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah, it was like basically computing. Did you finish? No, nah, I only did that year. Then yeah. deferred and never went back. Yeah. Because I just went off and surfed. surfed. Yeah. yeah. And okay, so um, you've gone to uni, you've come out, decided to make decisions to go surf. <clears throat> How did you fare when you were on the tour? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hated, I hated like going through airports and all that shit. But every, yeah, yeah no, I loved it every, every minute. Yeah, travel the world. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, wild. that's all I, all I wanted to do was go travel. I mean, I only did it. I did it. I didn't. I was pretty competitive, and I loved competing, but I didn't do it because I wanted to really win anything. But I wanted to win stuff so I could do it, so I could go and surf all the best waves. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to work. I didn't want to work and save up and do surf trips. I just wanted to surf all the time. So I was like, if I get good enough, I can go to all these spots and it's my job. Yeah. And that was um, that was my whole way I looked at it. And it, yeah, so 
always from the start it was always the way i looked at it, it was like this is just an amazing opportunity to go just surf all around the world for as long as i can and um so when like i know the tour is a different tour today than what it was then we did you get uh, i know it was pretty wild party scene did you go along for the ride with that or were you always a bit more i don't know like uh yeah i was never it was never my thing i, I i'm the kind of guy i always go out to a pub or a nightclub and i like Half an hour after I get there, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? And I was the same back then. It just was never my thing. I'm I'm an introvert. Like yeah, yeah. it's just part part of my there's no no change in that. So I like I like I like people and I like being around them, but I find it really draining after a while. So like and that kind of situation, I don't like being in big crowds of people much. Like yeah. it's just like oh, take me home. Yeah. Um and I've always been like that and I I'm not much of a drinker either. Like, I like a beer. But, you know, I have four and I'm like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> and so I have six. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to pay. Yeah. Um, and, that, and then I'm done. I'm cooked, you know. And I'm not like, you know, some people, it's my body chemistry. Some people have a body chemistry where they drink and they have one beer and it's like they're just like, it's like they've had a line of coke. Yeah. They're just like off and running and like, you know, One's too many and a hundred's not enough. But I'm not like that. I have I just get like happier but dopier and sleepier the more I drink. So I just end up tend to just like, you know, I just want to crawl up in a ball and go to sleep now because I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> so that was me. And I'm the same when I'm out. I'm in a nightclub. It's like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> so, yeah. So I never actually got caught up in that. And I was always like, hey, the surf's going to be good tomorrow. I don't want to get drunk. You know, but there was like a whole lot of other people that were just like on that program. And that was yeah, you know, we're all mates, but and they're always like trying to get me, and I'm like, nah, it's not my thing. Like, I just, it's just not in my nature. So, which is kind of fortunate in a way, but I did miss out on probably some pretty fun times. But yeah, no, I'll take the, I'll take the early morning surfs. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you ever had a cigarette? Um, have I ever had a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, of course, I've had a cigarette. I'd like tried that when I was about. 12 on the yeah. back of the school bus and yeah. it made me feel crook as a dog like I was like a couple of pus and I was like yeah no I don't like that that's shit yeah. I don't think I ever had a whole cigarette but oh, maybe I did like later on like drunk or something or half drunk and like people like smoking a cigarette at the pub and like well a bit of a hit nah <laughs> nah never, like, you, know, yeah. you know when you're saying when you're looking at people on those big waves and I've seen plenty of photos of you on those big waves and I always wonder I wonder if he's any, ever had any durries <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I have, but it's never been a habit. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was your favourite event back then? Um, so, any any event that had good waves. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. actually, when you said, yeah. did, I, did I enjoy the tour or did I, you know, was there parts I didn't, the only thing that really, really sh- pissed me off and would annoy me to no end was was having so many events in shit waves like there was a a lot of events you had to do in stupid city beaches and i'll be like why the hell are we doing this this can't be entertaining like they i knew i was like they've got it all wrong they're looking at this all wrong but so when the c when the sort of ct finally changed it was just i was i was a little bit late for that unfortunately but yeah that was the only thing i kind of like thought i missed out on was like that really good tour with pretty much in all good waves mm-hmm. um which is what i always dreamed it should be like so 
at the same time, I was like, well, that's a that's a good thing for surfing. Like, I'm glad they finally woke up. But why did it take so long? Like, it should have been like that from the start. So, look, Hawaii was always probably my highlight because you were guaranteed three events in good, powerful, big waves. Um, was J-Bay there? Yeah. J-Bay wasn't. No. J-Bay, when um, the last probably four years I was there, J-Bay was a... A pretty low grade QS event. Um, didn't really count for much, but it was good because it was on. So I did go in it for two or three years. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a CT at the time. It was just Durban was where that where the yeah, where yeah. the big event was. Yeah, and were they, we would have had one at Huntington. Was there one? Um, yep. Huntington Beach, so it was a Huntington Beach, which I just didn't like that. I was yeah. like, oh, it's just annoying. Um, the highlight of the Huntington Beach con S or low light, highlight, whatever you want it, mm-hmm. was I was there when they had that freaking riot. I don't know if you ever saw that. There was one year, so there was one year they had it and who won? It was like the final, I'm pretty sure, was Oki versus Glenn Winton. And they did this, it was a best out of three, so they had three finals. And um, Hold on, the best out of three the, in two, same like two a, surfers? Like a tennis set. Right. Same two surfers, so they had three finals, so it was the best three. Yeah. They, they did that format quite a bit. Um, they didn't do it for every event, but they did it for selected events. I think they had the choice of doing it, so that event they did it for. Wow, that really fucking changes the dynamic, doesn't um, it? But, but, in the same day, or sorry... Um, yeah, yeah, different days. Yeah. So on the finals day. Yeah, they'd yeah. do it three times. Yeah. So they go surf it. There was probably three short finals, so three 20-minute finals or yeah. something like that. So And they whoever got to you know win the two best two out of three, basically. Anyway, that that's not the point. There was a, a full-blown riot at, because there was all this MTV shit going on. Like So there was the event, which was way down on the beach, and that luckily it was all caged and good security but up on the sort of concrete area where the beach meets the boardwalk was all this other like carny stuff mtv stuff and bikini girls and all this weird stuff going on and this full-on riot started like i mean like the riots you see on movies where they were turning police cars upside down and setting them on fire and the and the helicopters came in with the loudspeakers going clear the area. I will open fire, and like and we're all trapped in the compound because we were like an island between them, the riot and the ocean. Why were they riding? They wanted the girls. Uh, I think they thought that was just a good thing to do on the weekend. Yeah, it was just like a. Was it surfers or was it people? No, no, no. no. It wasn't surfers. It wasn't surfers, and I I heard there was like let's say professional troublemakers there people that like that sort of shit just yeah. chaos and yeah. mayhem yeah yeah um california yeah, got it a few was of them. full on it was gnarly it was so crazy and were so you what, like fear for your life sort of shit or well i was like a little bit nervous but but they didn't come near us like they kept to their own area over there which was only 150 meters away but they did stick to that area at the start of the pier there yeah, right in the corner where the pier and the, you know, it's like a boardwalk yeah. that goes along. Not yeah. a boardwalk, but a concrete walk. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a car area. park area there, near there yeah, as well. Yeah, it was well. below the car park. Yeah. It was, okay, so yeah. it was basically on the beach. Yeah. But, in, but up, up, you know, where the beach meets concrete. Yep. 
Yeah, it was it was it was along there. Well, that's fucking nuts. It was like <laughs> I think there's a there's like a lifeguard station or a police station e kind of thing. That's where the cop cars were. That was freaking crazy. So what happened was they it was like the show must go on, <laughs> and to distract it, so to keep the whole crowd there that was watching the event, they because uh, I think Oki won it in the first two. They um. They said it was that, that Glenn Winton won the second one, so they'd have a third one to keep the crowd yeah. there. Was he Mr. X? Yeah. Yeah. Why was he Mr. X? Glenn uh, he probably never met him. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. he was a he's just a wild card. The guy's um he's I actually really became really good friends with him because he's a he's a He's a really good guy, but um, he's just one of those guys that everything he does is left field. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The boards he rides, the way he thinks. He's just one of these. He's really creative, but really eccentric and just always outside the box and left field as well. Like just, Mr. X. So that's why. Because even if you watch him surf, the maneuvers he was doing, like, yeah, he was doing stuff no one else was trying to do. And so, um, was Slater a grommet at that time, or not even a? Uh, he so he he came on the tour in ninety two. Was his first full year? Yeah. That's so he was. wasn't. Yeah, that's when he he sort of about ninety ninety was when he sort of started really appearing and starting to do some trials events. And, and so you've gone through the CT and. You thought, uh, was it obvious that you were going to go and do become a big wave? Did, was there a big wave? Did you uh, do a big wave tour? No, 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 no. It was that was never obvious. I was I was never in it to do that. Um, that was just something I liked. As I don't know, I was just attracted to. But it was really weird because I was like really, um, I really did want to succeed on the. CT tour, yeah. obviously, because that meant I could surf more. Yeah, and I did like competing, and I did like you know, it was good to win. Um, but no matter how much I did well on that, people would always, I'd meet people, I'd go, "Oh, you're Tony Ray, that big wave guy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird, man. So, so, so in the end, when I finally, um. I didn't qualify and I was like bummed and I just wanted to be on that. I was like, I may as well just do that because everybody thinks I'm doing that and that's what everyone looks at me anyway and I do like it. So like, and then, so when I just sort of went, oh, well, I'll focus on just being a big wave guy, um, it kind of just flowed naturally and like everyone was like, great, now you're doing what we all thought you should be doing. It's sort of, that's how it seemed anyway. It was quite bizarre. Yeah. So... And so you were doing the big wave thing before skis became part of the big wave thing? Um, well, no. I really started, f when I focused on it was at the same time mm. because um, that all happened around about the same time. Maybe a couple of years after I went off the tour, but I was still going to Hawaii. And I can't remember what year it was. It must have been 90, about 95. 96 so I just remember because I was always good friends with Ross Clark Jones 
Um, how, how, sorry, I'm going to just double back. How did you meet Ross? Well, just on the tour. We were on tour together the whole time. Like we started pretty much the same year. And so it was, we're the same age practically. And um, yeah, so. Yeah, you I mean, just look, went through we, it together. We weren't like best friends, but we we're always, yeah. you know, good good mates on the tour. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was the other guy that everyone would be like, you're the, you're the big wave guy. Ross Clark Jones, you know, be like me and NBI is like, oh, fuck, shut up. We're like, we're both pretty successful on the tours. Like, like, give us credit for that yeah. too. Well, Can yeah, do other like, things. No, no, no. You guys are the big wave guys. You know, yeah. it was kind of weird. It's like, okay. Anyway, it was like me and him and we were, I remember we were, um, we'd always like, you know, you get those really big swells in Hawaii and they're so big that there's the sunsets closing out and like there's only wire meter surf but there was all those outside bombies break and you'd be you'd look at them and go look that's that looks surfable but it's like we're not paddling out there it's like that's just too crazy like it's you know you're way out there and it's shifty and then we'd always go oh imagine if you could surf that and then one year we were watching it at backyards and and um Derek Dorner and Laird Hamilton turned up on a ski and they were towing it. And we'd seen already, they just started doing it. There was a little bit of footage had come out and we'd seen the photos and that. And then they we watched them do it. And Ross went, it was Christmas Eve. And Ross went, do you want to go halves in one of those skis and we start doing that? And I went, yeah. And we, well, Boxing Day, we went and got it. It was like two days of us think christmas day the next day or maybe it was a day before christmas eve and i think we maybe we went christmas eve and like let's buy ourselves a jet ski for christmas and the rope and just get going and and that was it yeah so we did that i mean we were already doing big wave stuff but that was sort of like you know going the next level yeah um yeah kids in a candy so store that's how yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah never looked back it was like as soon as we started we were like, oh god why didn't we start doing this like five years ago or ten years ago you know we had a note about this, so yeah. So you go out and you just sling each other in and get a what? Oh, every any chance we could get. Yeah. yeah. And you get 20, 30 ways in a session as opposed to four or five or something. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You're used to sitting out there for three hours and getting three waves, and instead, yeah, you get 30 waves each. Yeah, there's a big difference. And so when you're talking about these outer, what is it? Um, is oh, log, like outer... Log, log cabins, we is there, it? Or, yeah, no. yeah. But we were, at that actual conversation, we were watching them. It was um, it was outside backyards that they were surfing and phantoms. But it was actually backyards that, that particular day. We, we, we made the decision to do that. And how big? Uh, I mean, it wasn't like gigantic, but it was too big to go paddle out there. It was like... Maxed out, too big for sunset. So it was probably, you know, 15 foot at Wyomere. That's probably 15 to 20 feet out, out there. And no no vests, no... No, no, no vests, no. And so for this sort of stuff, did you ever done any breath work training or ever thought about anything like that? Or it was just like, fucking hold your breath? Oh, well, yeah, just hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already... We're already You're you know, pretty by confident. By that time, we'd yeah. already both been in Hawaii... You know, it was probably like the eighth time we'd been there, tenth time we'd been there. We'd already, you know, this is the end of December. We'd already been there for a couple of months. And you're pretty fit. Pre-vest. I mean, you're surfing sunset every day. You're getting, it's not like you don't get held down at sunset as long as you're getting held down at anywhere else, like that place. Well, anywhere on the North Shore for that matter. 
rattles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but there's no vest, there's no, like, no safety. And you just feel, you guys were pretty much at the forefront there with, with Laird, yeah? Yeah, I mean, those guys really, they were the pioneers, but we were like the, yeah, we were like, yeah, we're doing that too. You know, yeah. <laughs> straight away, we, we, we just adopted it straight away. So, yeah, it was all, it was a free-for-all. Yeah. No, there was no, no one had any real systems in place. It was just like, get out there and do it and get good at it. Now, I think there was some footage that came out. What movie was it where you guys... Um, end up getting run down by a huge set out. Yeah, that biggest Wednesday footage. That, yeah. that was what it was? Yeah. yeah. And who was in what position there? Uh, so Ross was on the rope and I was driving, yeah. But that was all... Um, we were on a, the ski were on there. It was like a 70... It was a 700cc ski. It was like... You wouldn't even think about using one like, like that. They're tiny things. But it was doing its job. But it was, you know... We got to that... Le- that day was just the wave out around the ski um so i got to that point at that moment when you're like kind of realizing that you're gonna get clipped what's going through your head uh i just like went oh god is this thing gonna get me and i was like outrun it just keep you know it was just like get away from it um so it wasn't much thinking about it It was just like yeah it was just you're just reacting do what you're doing yeah well you just you just i just Rode it until the ski was disappeared from under me. So it was just, a, you just do it. It's just like any situation like that. You can't, there was no time to think about it. It was only try to get away. Can't get away. Well, it gets you. And it's... So, you know, from, from my own personal experience, I'm pretty good up to a, a certain amount, but I know it gets like, there's, you know, there's a difference between six to eight and eight to 10. And I, you know, I know my levels, and but I know that when you go up and you go up in larger increments, <laughs> what is the difference? Do you notice a difference in the severity of when you put yourself in? You know, you get clipped or uh, yeah, it, it it gets to a certain point where when the wave hits you, it really hurts. <laughs> you know, that's that's the point. Like even when you you dive under a wave. And the explosion of the wave on you can starts to where, you know, you can't. It it starts to really jolt your body around. You know, that's 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 where it starts to get really serious, and you start going, oh, you gotta be a bit more calculated. You know, um, yeah, that's probably that definitely that fifteen or twenty foot points where where it starts really changing. Yeah. Um, and the water starts feeling more like concrete than water. Yeah. Oh, far out. So, um, so you guys were a tow team. Are you still tow together, or do you? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And um, wh- whereabouts are some of your favourite places? Have you been down to Shipsterns? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we did that together. I think we. We could have been the first guys that towed that place, but we did it quite a long time ago. I can't remember what year it was now. Um, just after the... Um, what's his name, Andy? What's that guy? There was a guy. There's a local Tassie guy. He surfed, surfs there really well. Um, he was one of the first guys that a whole bunch of photos started coming out. Um, so late 90s. Yeah, it was well off the map then. Yeah maybe early 2000s 
we went down and did it then. A couple of really big swells. Um, and did you guys do a, um, one off the south of New Zealand? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of the south, southeast New Zealand, the Papatawai. It's a place called Papatawai, big, big right-hander. How was that yeah. experience? Um, did you see yeah, a big, was, there was a big was shark down there or something? Oh, not when we were there, but yeah, no, that was good fun. Um, that It's kind of a, the wave... It's not the best wave in the world. It's a pretty good wave, but it's a big it's a big thing, but it's not it wasn't it wasn't that good a quality wave. It was just a big wave. Like yeah. I'm not so much just into big waves. Like I actually like big waves when they're like Yeah, they got a wall. Got a really nice shape to them. Um what do you so how do you rate Nazar or Nazar? Uh, or well I've never surfed it, but I always look at it and go, I'm not that interested in that. Like I'd surf it if I was there. Kind of looks like a mountain and but the, I'm almost not a like, snowboard thing. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not looking at that wave going, that's somewhere I really have to surf. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Chopes. Yeah, chope chope I haven't I haven't towed chopes when it's big, but I've surfed chopes when it's really big. Yeah. I've been there when it's when it's the actually the first time I went there it was massive and we just started towing and I was there for a comp when the first the first time they had the contest there. Um, and it could have been the second time. I think it was the first time. And was it the first time? Is that the and first it was. I it? was like, we should be towing this joint because <laughs> we just start already already doing towing. And I was like, that's that's the way to get into those. There's no other way to get into those waves. Um, you threw yourself over the ledge on them, though, obviously. Yeah, but there was waves you just couldn't go near. You just wouldn't even look at. You'd be like, oh, don't look at that. It'll kill me just looking at it. <laughs> have, have you seen that footage of Andy and Bruce? Were you there then when those they were egging each other on? <clears throat> Did you ever see uh, that? No. There's some really good raw footage on YouTube of Andy and Bruce. It's like an hour of just raw footage, but they're out there with a bunch of the boys, and those two are just fucking... It's, yeah, it's pretty spooky what they're doing. Um, so... Now I know that you have a bit of an affinity with Nalu. Um, oh, I just like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just where I go every winter. It's a good, the good, good getaway for me in winter. Just go up the northwest. Um, there's a few other spots I go to. But yeah, I do love that wave. How good is <clears throat> WA? Yeah, the whole of WA is amazing. Really, it's like the whole, the whole, whole place. Yeah. People in WA are probably saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> hang on a minute. <laughs> um, no, but it's not really, it's, it's you know, I don't think it's a, a, a secret as necessary, but probably don't want It's yeah. not a secret, but it's not, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. need to publicize, advertise it too much. Yeah. Um, and you're fishing, you get do a fair bit of fishing. Yeah, love it. It's, you- it's a good thing to do when the surf's no good. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, most of the surf spots are good fishing spots when the, so um, I didn't ask this. Now you spend a lot of time in big open water. Do you ever see any big fish? Surprisingly, no. And I, Do you I think don't about think it? I've ever. Oh, occasionally, but um, I don't because I've never. I've, it's funny because I've seen a lot of sharks in out of boats and fishing. Mm. But I never see them when I'm surfing. Never. I've never. I, I don't even think I've definitively seen it where I can positively identify it was a shark ever while I've been surfing. 
Yeah. But it's I, not like I don't look out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they just... No, that's good. Just haven't happened to bump into one. I know they're there all the time, so I'm under no illusions about that. So, that, yeah, I don't really think about them. Like, you know, occasionally you'll get the heebie-jeebies, but there's generally if I'm by myself and... Because I do surf by myself a bit, which is kind of stupid, but when the waves are good and you're by yourself, it's like I'm not going to walk away from it. Because <laughs> I don't go... You know, I like going to remote spots. And in the, you've had that, you've had an underground demeanor for a really long time. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. And is that just has that just happened just because it's just happened? Like people have always been like, "Oh, you're the big wave guy," or has it been like oh, just because you uh, don't like crowds so much? Oh, it's probably because it's probably because I'm more of an introvert and I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Not very inclined and not very good at self promoting as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, let's say that's the main reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I believe you're doing a skincare range. Uh, or you're yep. doing some, is that right? Yep. Is there something going yep. on with skin? Yeah. Yeah, just got a little business. That's completely got nothing to do with surfing or the surf industry. No, that's cool. Doesn't uh, have to. You yeah, know. I mean, like it's yeah. not, it's not. It's not, um, uh, it's just an opportunity that came up to, through some people that I've met and with my girlfriend, um, and some people she knew that, that actually, um, manufacture and, and design the products. So, yeah, I've just been doing that. Is it, is it, uh, sunscreen? No, no sunscreen. That's what I mean. It's not. It's not surf related. It's not. Oh. It's not sunscreen. It, yeah, it's okay. more. Um, it's more. You know, the term is cosmeceutical. So it's it's like foundations. No, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not cosmetic oh. cover up stuff. It's more like vitamin serums. So vitamin C, niacinamide, which is vitamin B group, um, really high quality moisturizers. Um, so they're really they they like so the guy the guy that the guy that designs them is a science like full blown scientist. So they're actually made for, to heal and improve the, your skin. Um, look, one of the reasons we're doing it is like you know there's all this jab jab stuff going on. Um, Botox. Yeah, like Botox and yeah. fillers. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually an alternative to that. Okay. So they're they're natural products. Yeah. Um, scientifically designed to you know heal from the inside out so we get, we're doing and we're doing some um supplements that are going to complement we haven't brought those out yet into the range we've, but we've actually got them formulated we just need to get awesome um no i really like what you just said out. from the inside out like yeah. isn't that if you're healthy then it should yeah. come out right yeah. Mm. yeah so they've got like you know anti-cancer properties and they're Designed to actually improve the quality of your skin over and the health of your skin yeah. over time, but you can get pretty good results straight away. You can like you can see the difference in your skin, but over time you definitely see a difference. But you know, it's it's um, I don't know, it's just something different, and interesting, and I've learned a lot doing it. Actually, it's like, and I like technical products. So when I was working at Rip Curl, I was always working with technical products, so wetsuits and watches and eyewear. That's what I really always gravitated to so it's been a really interesting learning curve 
So do you think that big wave surfing is tech, it's pretty technical as well, right? So that's I would say that you would be pretty calculated. Um, yeah, I've never thought of it as technical because um, it's like it's like it's been my whole life, just what I do. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean though, but technical part would be more like the surfboard design, I reckon. And the how that it works, but going off that. So, did you ride Murray's for a while? I still do. You still do, yeah. 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 So I've been, I've been um, riding Murray's boards since. Oh my god, like so long now. It's crazy. Um, since Titch. No, I, so I rode Greg Brown's boards and Wayne Lynch's boards for quite a while when. The, they first started doing the gash yeah. surfboards. Um, and then I started riding Murray's boards. When was it? It was about, must have been probably about mid-90s, I reckon. Yeah. And he was shaping off the Goldie up then, back then? Or was he down here? Still on the Gold Coast. Yeah. He's always been... So I knew Murray when I was grew up up there, but yeah. I didn't ride his boards back then. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I'd, yeah, been here for a long time. It was after I stopped doing the the CT tour that I got and started riding Murray's boards. Yeah. After the tour? Yeah, it was after. So who... Well, towards the end, it was right towards the end. I was still doing some qualifying events, but I wasn't, I, I, I hadn't qualified for the CT, so I'd sort of dropped off that. Yeah. But I was still doing, I was doing selected events, like there was a contest at NAS, I'd go to that, and I'd go to Hawaii, and I'd go to Europe, because I loved Europe. And there was generally, you'd get some pretty good waves when you'd get, you know, Portugal and, and Hossegor would always have good waves. So I always liked going there. Um, have you been back there recently? No, not for a long time. I haven't been, I haven't been to Europe for 15 years, I reckon, maybe longer. Yeah. I'd love to get back over there. That's pretty fun. Um so well, we're about an hour and ten. Is there um? Is there? Do you feel like there's anything that we haven't scratched or? Uh, well, there would be because there's a whole lot. A- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, oh, how do we condense um, this? <laughs> it's you know because like you you talk this way, you end up talking about stuff yeah I haven't thought of for years. Mm. Like you don't remember it all so it's yes i mean it's just a yeah so of course there is it depends how far you want to go with it (laughs) but yeah no you pretty covered a lot a lot of ground yeah Yeah. uh, but i'm i'm now i know you're gonna walk out the door and i'll be like ah fuck i should have asked him that (laughs) fucking hell well you come come back and do a take two all right well i might have to hold you to that yeah Yeah. you want to so the eddie what year was that did you have you surfed in the eddie more than once uh so I've surfed in it because I hardly ever had it. I hardly ever ran it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe four times I surfed in it. I can't remember. But I got second in it twice. Yeah. And I think I might have surfed in it twice where I didn't get much of a result. But it might have only been once. I can't remember. So the, 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 the one that I'm thinking of was, um, I think, did, did you win it? And then they did a count back and be uh so the story goes yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so what happened they they um 
after the last round, so it's 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 like a it's it's like a round robin aggregate. They count your best four waves for the day out of two heats, so everyone gets to serve twice. So anyway, after the second round, it was all finished. Um, they told me that I'd won, and it, so it was like, "Yep, you've won the contest." They hadn't done the full announcement or the the presentation yet, uh, but they got me to do all the press conferences <laughs> as the winner. <laughs> oh, stop it! And like, so while that was going on, and then so we all got we all got out there. Uh, so okay, all the finalists, all the top six, or whatever it was, they give awards to um, get out and then so they're like oh hang on a minute and they got us all back and they go yeah they've made a there was a accounting error or something and um, apparently didn't win anymore Kelly won <laughs> and you got second so that was how that went fucking hell and yeah so it was like oh, it sucked because I already had the whole it was a lot of money it was um, cause I think the first prize was was 50,000 US. And did they have you so hold the, the check? They hadn't done that yet. But it was 50,000 US, which at the time, it was like 49 cents to the dollar. So it was like 100 grand. Oh so I was like, woohoo. And I just bought a house, right? I just signed my life away on a house. So it was like, oh, I've just paid for half my house. Like, <laughs> so I'd spent the thing. And um, and then second, second place was... 10 grand so it was like a big it was yeah, fully it's a huge like like, loaded right it was yeah. like so it was like 100 grand versus 20 basically um that i got knocked down which i would have been stoked to win that come second if that's what happened from the start yeah because it was like i was first and then i was second it was like the biggest letdown ever and then the worst part was well not the worst part but the part that was really like rubbed salt in the wound is when when they announced, and I've never seen this before in a surfing event in my life, and I've been to literally hundreds of them, when they actually announced it, the whole crowd booed. Like the whole crowd booed, like went, that's not cool. Like, And they hadn't, they didn't know what had gone on either, but they still booed. It was the weirdest thing, unless they'd been, you know, that the word had got out that it had changed, which may, may have happened too, but it was pretty... Was it there was a reason a pre- why it changed? Like, is it, you know, like... Um, because if, you know, if they called you and did someone well, they reckon they added, it? Well, they reckon they added it up incorrectly. It was a, an accounting error. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fucking hell. So I don't know exactly the circumstances, but yeah, so they, they went, yeah, we just, we didn't add up the right waves or the right amount of waves for Kelly or... So yeah, the the result was actually not what we thought. And so okay, that's fucking. Anyway, I was yeah. going to take that on the chin because what do you do? Anyway, if so you're going to go down, down to and it was a, it was a, it was a yeah it was a weird um it was a weird experience yeah. Well, I suppose if it had to be anyone, it may as well have been Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> but it was yeah as you can imagine, it was pretty much as bittersweet as you could get. Oh, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, here's the candy and take it away. Yeah, yeah. Here's the candy and take it away. (laughs) And what about the other one when you came second in that one? Well, that was legit. Yeah. That was... Who who pipped you on that uh, one? That was um, Noah Johnson. Yeah. 
So, I, you know, I probably had an opportunity to win that in the last heat and I, I actually missed the wave that I could have won. You know, I, did, I just yeah. didn't I didn't catch the wave. I, sh- I could have won the event. I know, I know exactly when it happened. So can we I talk just, through I that? I missed my opportunity, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's, you get that. Did you, were you slightly out of position? No, I was you? in perfect position and someone else paddled for the wave started paddling for the wave that wasn't in position and I I I hesitated because I thought they might get it and I you know they were they were like inside of me yeah. and they didn't and I I should have gone I should have just put my head down and gone and they didn't put they pulled back yeah oh. yeah so oh. it was that that was I remember the wave clearly and that was that was the wave cuz and Tom Carroll was actually right next to me and but I was I was in better position than him. I was right next to him, but inside, and he he was a little bit further in too. So he got time to actually swing. swing. And he got the wave, and he got like a nine point five, right? So if if I had made it, yeah, and I was right where he was, yeah, yeah, it was like I think it was a nine or a nine. Like he got like one of the biggest scores of the events on that, and that was like that was uh, I was like yeah, that was obviously. But that's just you know that was m- just a I didn't judge the situation. You know, clearly enough to see that that was what was going to happen. What size board are you riding? Ten foot. And is that stock standard? Are people going bigger, smaller? Probably. That's probably average. Yeah. Like you know, I think guys ride ten sixes, and some guys ride nine sixes. Yeah. So ten foot's pretty, pretty stock standard. And so, what were they calling it on this <clears throat> occasion? Um. Well, they don't run it unless it's twenty feet. Fuck. Or over. Hell. Yeah, they just don't run it. That's why it hardly ever runs, you know. So it's, it's not. Yeah, and a twenty foot, what they call a twenty foot wave, is bigger than twenty foot. It's a big. So when you like, what's the paddle out like? Uh, the paddle out at Wyoming is not that difficult. It's you just got to time the shore break right in the corner there. So as long as you get through that shore break, it's like it's mostly clear. It's all clear water because yeah. of the rip. Is it, um, is it a rip going like that in the bay? Yeah, you're or not it... you're not really in the rip where you paddle out though, because you paddle out in the corner, so you just kind of still water. The rip's more. The rip runs along the shore break to the west, along the shore break, and then out like like a circle. Well, I guess the water washes in and then goes that way. Have you had had any experiences when you've been stuck out? At why I'm out? Well, anywhere in general, you don't have to name the spot, but like where you've, it's gone, you know, you're on dark, you push it or, you know, had to come in. Um, oh, the, not really. The only time that ever happened, it happened once at um, Port Campbell actually and I was out there on a really big day and I broke my board. I I stayed out till like the sun was setting and then I broke my board right obviously when the sun was setting which is unfortunate (laughs) and I've been out there for about six hours and I was bugging six hours um, fucking hell and yeah that kind of sucked but I got in got in alright but it was sort of like for a while I was like oh because you can paddle in on the rocks or you can paddle all the way into the other side yeah and um I decided to paddle into the rocks because it was like 
tenth of the distance. <laughs> but get once to get actually in there is like really really difficult. But I did it. Because you fight is because the water pushes well, back out. All the water's pushing off the shelf there, and it pushes you away from where you need to get it. And I was swimming; I didn't have a board, so um, I had to swim for a long time. But it was getting darker, and I was like, "Oh God!" I mean, it would have been alright, but I just would have had to swim all the way to port in the dark. Anyway, fuck that, man! My but imagination I, would just totally get the better of me in such a circumstance. Yeah, and there was no one else there. Everyone had gone, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, fuck! That, and that was before jet skis or anything, so there was no one around. Yeah. Did you have a bit of your board? Uh no, because I threw it away because it was just like yeah, anchoring. Like yeah, it was like a sea anchor. It was like a, yeah. like twelve inches of my tail or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough to help. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Tony Ray, thank you so much. All right, thanks, John. Yep. It's a pleasure. Super appreciate it. Well, there you have it. There was my chat with the one and only Tony Ray. Now, I told you he was a hell man, but what an absolute gentleman. So you can be a gentleman and a humble human being and a fucking hell man. I know in this crazy world of social media and flaunting um you know yourself it's a hard line to draw and i appreciate that but tony is an absolute soul to the earth good bloke madman <laughs> anyway um i hope you enjoyed that chat whoever you are wherever you are i hope uh the day or the night is shining upon you and smiling um Shit, how long do we have on this ball? I don't know. Tread lightly. <laughs> Play nice. All right, till next time. Adios. Bye-bye.